Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Start with the Waterville here first, and I know they've got some scoring, they've got some defense, a lot of talented guys on this Purple Panthers roster. One of the things is you got Angela Rodrigue, who scored 27, 27 goals and 16 assists for 43 points in just 18 games, and that's a player that you're going to see out on the ice in every single scoring opportunity. And it's good when you have a player who can score 27 goals and get 16 assists. He doesn't just do one or the other. He can do the best of both worlds. And then on the same team for Waterville, you've got Michael um, Oliveira, who's doing an unreal job setting up his teammates with 14 goals and 26 assists. So his stats are kind of backwards compared to Rod Reed, but he's another player that does the best of both worlds and can set up his teammates in any situation. And Rod Reed's certainly an interesting player, too, because he does all this in the defensive position, too. He's a blue liner leading his team in scoring, which you turn off and see, but that shows just how important he is to this club. And Waterville has taken their lumps over the last couple of years. One thing that I think has helped them out a lot is that the uh, core of the team are juniors. Most of them started playing together long before they were freshmen. In high school hockey, started playing together as freshmen and really got blown out quite a bit in the first couple of years, but they got to play. And that experience, really valuable when coming into a game like this, uh, the biggest game they've ever played in their high school hockey careers chemistry is absolutely important and you see that type of things happen with St. Dom's and Lewiston teams when you get young players that are really good but they have a lot of time to shape into the player that they want to be and you mentioned Rodriguez the defense he's kind of like a Gavin Bates player he can stay at home and he can stop the forwards coming up the ice and keep the puck away from his net but he's not afraid to go coast to coast and score some goals up the ice as well. The Armour Clippers on the season 16 wins four losses no ties they have seven total championships most recently in 2000 a 3-2 victory in overtime over Gardner and Alani Darling goal. They, they certainly do go in streaks. Four straight from 87 to 90, two in a row in 2001-2002. They're a team that thought they might have had a chance to play for it last year. Lost in overtime 3-2 to Gorham. A very, very solid Yarmouth Clippers team coached by coach Dave St. Pierre. And much like we were talking with Waterville, some solid depth and some goal scoring, especially here in the playoffs. No, they have Patrick Grant and Walter Conrad who just set up their team as consistent as you can get. Grant, Grant had 13 goals and 25 assists for 38 points, where Conrad had 13 goals and 22 assists for 35 points. You've got a lot of depth, and they all score goals and get a lot of points on that team, and it makes for a, a great opportunity to make the state championship like they have. Clippers starting lineups being announced right now. Just mentioned Walter Conrad, number 27. Coach St. Pierre said 27 will play a lot tonight. I believe that. Yusef Assad, number 20, or Ayad rather, is number 20. He is in the Clippers lineup defense. Patrick Grant, number 10, being announced right now. He's the right wing. Chris Romano, center, junior, scored against Kennebunk in the semifinal matchup in Class B South. And Cooper May starts on the left wing for the Yarmouth Clippers. These teams have played each other before, which is kind of uh, interesting as well. You don't always see that in uh, high school playoffs. You never see that early in basketball. And it was a close one, too. Part of the reason why we expect it to be close here today. 
And if you look at the score by period, Waterville had made a pretty strong comeback against Yarmouth. It was 2 nothing in favor of the Clippers after just one period. But Waterville came back, scored three goals in the second period. No goals were scored in the third. So Waterville had a great comeback. But both of these teams are going to have to play discipline because in a state championship game, you don't want to score too many goals too early and not score any in the rest of the period. You have to play discipline and focus on defense as well. Nick Dennis, Cody Feller, and Michael Oliveira will start up front for the Purple Panthers. Andrew Rodrig, Matt Joliker on defense. And Nathan Panette in goal. Dan Latham is in goal for the Yarmouth Clippers. We'll take a break. Be back at the faceoff right after this. Today's game brought to you by Central Maine Auto Group. You're listening to the Maine Class B State High School Championship in AM 780, 1450 Talk for Maine. Isn't it great to know that when you walk in the door to your local Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on quality products and friendly service. Napa people have the knowledge, the resources, and the inventory to get you the parts you need fast and the experience to get it right the first time. So the next time you have a question about anything automotive, stop by Napa and let them show you how Napa know-how can work for you. Faster than you can say, Napa know-how. Hello, I'm Ivanka Trump. When I was a young girl, my father, Donald Trump, always told me that I could do anything that I set my mind to if I coupled vision with determination and hard work. He meant it. I consider myself fortunate to have learned from the best, both as an entrepreneur and, most importantly, a parent. My father is a man who is deeply grounded in tradition. He raised my siblings and me to work hard and strive for excellence in all that we do. He taught us that to inspire and gain respect in life and in business, you have to earn it. He has done just that over decades and achieved success at the highest level across multiple industries. He has employed tens of thousands of people and inspired them to achieve great things. Countless times I've watched my dad make deals that seemed impossible to get done. As president, my father will keep his word. He'll never quit fighting for this country and its future, and he will make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. All aboard MBR.org! place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team page. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA. Experience in motion. Rob Kennedy going back here with you in Lewiston, Yarmouth, and Waterville. Clippers got here by knocking off Gardner in the regional final 5 nothing. Dan Latham, 21 out of 21, stopping the shots in the net. Noah Grondon, Bill Jacobs got a couple of goals. Cooper May and Joe Truesdale all scoring for the Clippers. They smoked Kennebunk 5 1 in the regional semifinals. Waterville knocked off Veselonsky 5-2, ending the Eagles' five-year dominance over what was then Class B East. Gave up the first goal, but five different Panthers scored in that victory. Andrew Rodrigue, Michael Oliveira, Justin Wentworth, Nick Dennis, and Jackson Aldrich all scoring 
Nathan Bennett shut out Winslow 2-0 in the semifinals. These two teams have absolutely no playoff history to go back to just the regular season matchup. Won by Waterville 3-2, and as Nick mentioned, Purple Panthers got behind in that game, down 2-0, scored three goals in the second period, and uh, held off Yarmouth in the third to win that one. 3-2 one time they met back in January. So this should be a very competitive Class B final here on a Saturday afternoon in Lewis and Maine. We talked about the skaters out there on the ice. We didn't really dig into the goaltenders as well. Nathan uh, Panette for Waterville and Dan Latham for Yarmouth have almost an identical goals against average, both at two. So we're going to see a, a great goaltending battle as well. And this, honestly, as I said before, this could not line up any better for the fans here that are watching in attendance. Good crowd here in Lewiston. They're bouncing on the other side. The Yarmouth Ultras are here in full force. Waterville fans have turned up as well. They're right below us here in Lewiston. Waterville. In the white uniforms, purple numbers, purple sleeves, white numbers. They'll be skating from left to right. Yarmouth in the road darks from right to left, and we are underway. The Clippers will have to go back into their defensive zone and chasing it back, Walter Conrad. He's beaten to it. Oliveira in front. They tried to steer the puck to him, and it wouldn't work. At the point, Rodri kept it in the far side, took a bump, and Romano tried to get it out and finally does. Oliveira will get right back into the offensive zone. He's shouldered off the puck. Good energy here in the building to open things up. Behind the goal, Conrad. Yarmouth is already very strong on the forecheck, and uh, you think that they're trying to beat the team uh, Waterville very physically already. Andrew Rodri was bumped as the whistle blew. Thought maybe a penalty was coming up. He thought one was. No dice, though, as they'll stay. At five aside, the faceoff going down in the Yarmouth offensive zone. Chris Romano set to do the draw with Justin Wentworth. Dennis Martin's got his second line out there already, just 35 seconds into the game. That noise you hear, the Yarmouth fans, they're singing, and they will for a lot of the game. Kind of resemble a uh, European soccer crowd almost. Wentworth at the blue line, brings it to the offensive zone. Richard one toward goal that went off Nathan Dielman, and Dielman's chasing that in the near side corner. Yarmouth on the puck, trying to chip it out, and they do at the blue line. Now coming the other way is May. He'll jump it in. Giving chase over on that far side, Owen Ramsey. He was stripped to the puck, and the Purple Panthers will break it out on the near side. Waterville with the puck. Roderick back out on the ice, and here he comes. Andrew Roderick, whistle blows the play dead. You can barely hear it. Offside kills that opportunity for the Purple Panthers. Faceoff comes to neutral ice. Well, Roderick already showing his offensive ability even as a defenseman. Skating up the ice all the way from the blue line in his own zone. Managed to get in, but one player was just one foot over. Tony Pellerin wins the faceoff back. It's shifted to the offensive zone by Waterville's Chase Wheeler. And Latham has it roll in on him. He'll stop it and hold on. We played a minute 16 here in Lewiston. No score between the Purple Panthers and the Clippers. Class B championship for 2016. Faceoff is to the left of Dan Latham. Oliveira takes it and wins it back for the Purple Panthers. Dennis a shot, and that's fought off by Latham, who saw it late, but managed to get the blocker on that and keep it out. Waterville tries to jump that in deep. Patrick Grant will send that down the ice. No icing here. And Chase Wheeler putting the Jets on to go back and play it. Not to hurry, too, as Joe Truesdale bared down on him. And Aggressive forecheck by the Clippers with a turnover. Now sent to the SWAT. A shot deflected wide. Jacobs tried to take that. Finally didn't have much time. Now a giveaway out in front again. At the blue line. Knocked out of there by the skate of a Waterville player. But it pinballs around and behind the goal. Go the Purple Panthers and Chase Wheeler. Still battling Truesdale though. And back on the near side comes Waterville. Sloppy defensive play for the Purple Panthers. But they get away with it. Smith got it out into the offensive zone. It's Nick Dennis. 
And that's the former Winslow Black Raider. He's got a couple of goals in the playoffs. Goals against both Winslow and Mesolonski. Each of the two playoff games. And that watches the puck go behind him. Jackson Aldrich back there over to the near side. The Purple Panthers will use the woodwork and bring it right down the ice. Onside comes Wentworth. Wentworth's muscled off the puck. Aldrich behind the goal, tries to feed it in front. There's nobody home for the Purple Panthers. The only one there is the Armist Clippers, Cooper May. May going up the middle, an opportunity back for May as he's got it again. Tough angle, Shawnee rang it off the outside of the post, and it carry him right back out to Panettes. The first shot of the game was a great one. Right off the post, almost went in. But both of these teams are playing a uh, defensively forward-type game, so it's not allowing each team to get many offensive chances. That's why we just have one shot on the scoreboard. Man, Patrick Grant both there. It may have the opportunity and almost beat Panette. In fact, he did have the goaltender beaten, but goaltender's best friend, the iron, the post, kept it out. Purple Panthers back into the offensive zone. Wentworth in the middle. He'll take a shot. That's wide of the cage. Aldrich came in just a little late to poke that home. Roderick back to Aldrich on the near side half wall. Backhanded toward the net. And that's knocked to the sideboards. Dominic Morrill out there defensively made that play. And he's got it now. He'll get it out to neutral ice. May picked that up and no one to go with. Dumped it ahead. And Joliker takes it back in the Waterville defensive zone. Joliker, the junior captain. His junior laden team. Roderick, another junior with the puck now over the blue line, one on three. He'll take the shot and whistle, whistles a wrist shot just over the crossbar. At the point, it's kept in by Greetings, the first loyalist. Joliker's shot from just inside the blue line, easily fended off by Latham. Clippers try to escape the defensive zone. Conrad will come over near side. Pass doesn't connect. On the hands of Joliker again, he's in the offensive zone. Joliker beating a couple of Clippers, but he's rubbed out the side wall. Morrill has it now for Yarmouth. And Morrill uses the window and gets it down the ice, but it'll be an icing easily as that doesn't come in on goal with 11.05 remaining in the first period. Faceoff will come back in the offensive zone for Waterville. And if you're Waterville and you have uh, in-zone pressure against Yarmouth, you need to get another forward down towards the end boards because you need to have a cross pass, but they didn't have a player. They had three uh, players up by the blue line, not giving much space to make a play. Bill Jacobs knocked the faceoff to the near side wall. No one there. Ramsey chasing this for the Clippers. He's doing battle with Cody Pellerin over there in the corner right near the Yarmouth crowd. Pellerin kicked that ahead to Nick Dennis. Dennis trying to skate his way out of that corner. Fed back to the point. Intercepted. Not cleared yet by the Clippers. It's kept in the offensive zone by Waterville. Best efforts of Truesdale. Haven't got it out yet. Truesdale still digs forward. It's frozen over by the blue line. Referee wants it played and finally is out to neutral ice. Oliveira back to collect. He has to go all the way back into his defensive zone. Oliveira down the ice at the blue line. Dieleman had it and lost it. Ellern will send it back, and Waterville will set it up again at their own blue line. Wheeler ahead. Dennis on side. He was taken down. First penalty of the contest will go to the Yarmouth Clippers as Noah Grondin couldn't handle Dennis. Dennis blew right by him, and Grondin took him down. It's a power play for Waterville. That's a great strong play by Dennis. He got in the dirty area between the defensemen and the board, and they can do one of two things. Let him blow right past him or try to stop him. And stop him. And in doing so, caused a penalty to put this Waterville team on a power play. So good move by Dennis. It is a very dangerous Waterville power play. They were three out of five against Besselowski. Also had a power play goal. One of their two against the Winslow Black Raiders. They have possession of the puck. Joliker, a shot down low. That's a tester on Latham, but he passed his first test, knocked it down, and 
covered it up. Faceoff coming just three seconds into the power play. Latham, the sophomore goaltender, his first year of varsity action, has had a very good year as that faceoff won by Yarmouth, and Conrad clears it all the way down the ice. Bonette steered it to Rodrigue. Over near side, Jolicker will start lugging up ice. Far side pass, Waterville with it. Wentworth mishandled the puck, and the Purple Panthers are offside. Boldick touched up, so the faceoff will come back outside the Yarmouth defensive zone. 25 seconds into Waterville's power play. Still no score here in the first period. Class B championships in Lewiston. Well, Waterville was not allowed to create a very good play in that situation because they had both Boldick and Jolicker in the same area of the ice. Waterville needs to spread out a bit to create chances. Jolicker with it now. Far side to Rodriguez, and he'll bring it right up the ice. Rodriguez at the blue line, left it. Purple Panthers have it. It's Dennis. Dennis accelerates to the backhand and almost beat three defenders. It was knocked out of there by Conrad the last second. Conrad has it behind the goal, and he'll dump it down the ice. Almost an opportunity for Bill Jacobs. It bounced over his stick right to Jolliker, and Waterville will start it up again. Here come the Purple Panthers. Onside they go. That shot taken by Rodrigue, deflected by a Yarmouth player up and over the goal, and it's cleared down the ice again by the Clippers. They have been very good on this penalty kill so far. Jolliker in front of Chris Romano, who's forechecking. Jolliker is behind his goal. Near side to Pellerin. Good tape-to-tape pass, cross ice. Now back near side, Oliveira. Oliveira one-on-two, dropped that off to Roderick for a shot. It was knocked down very nicely and brought down the ice. Two-on-one, short-handed opportunity. They'll bring it back in front of the score! Conrad set the play up. It's a short-handed goal. And I believe it's going to be scored by... Patrick Grant, I think, was the one who cashed that in. Yes, he was, and fantastic save on the initial play there by Panette. But they had too many uh, Yarmouth players in front of the net for that rebound opportunity. They were able to sink it in, but Panette dived right across the crease to make that save with his pads. But too much pressure right into his zone. It's one to nothing in favor of Yarmouth. Short-handed goal by the Clippers. Grants from Conrad at 6:15. 29 seconds remain on this Waterville power play. We mentioned how dangerous the Waterville was with the man advantage. Well, it's been turned around on him. Grant does get the goal. He's one shy of 40 points on the season. Purple Panthers, Joel Akur with it. Laid in front. It comes loose to the other side. It's shot and rings maybe off the crossbar. It was floated just high as that shot taken on the near side by Oliveira, and that was close. That absolutely looked like it was going to be a goal there, but the puck was too close to his feet, and he couldn't get his stick in between his skate and the puck, and it caused it to go right over the net. Almost the instant answer for the Purple Panthers. Our play is over. Back out on the ice is Grondin, and Grondin cleaned out Boldick right as he got out there. Wentworth lost the puck. It's brought back in offside the call. 8.04 remaining in the first period. one nothing to score. Patrick Grant's got the only goal. The Clippers have the lead. That's a great defensive play there by Grand, and he could have uh, had an opportunity to hit the Waterville player there in the numbers, but he was able to edge him with his shoulder toward his size to make it not a hit from behind, so a good discipline play by him. Allen and Jacobs on the faceoff, and that's swatted up into the Yarmouth bench. We'll do it again. Lewiston and Scarborough coming up tonight. That game on Z105.5. Cody Provost, Dave Wing will have the call. That game will be facing off around 6 o'clock. We're expecting a capacity crowd for it as well. Over 3,000 tickets already sold. So if you're planning on going to that game, I would advise you get here early. 
Dennis in the corner. Waterville's had the offensive pressure. They're on the wrong side of a one nothing score line. They were against Mesolonski as well, and that ended well for the Purple Panthers. Dennis back near side. Joliker tees the shot up. That's knocked down. Blocked down by Grondon. Dennis, he had his pocket picked once again, and Grondon has it now. He'll bring it up ice. Noah Grondon sends that in on goal. Panette makes the save. Rodriguez in the corner, lost to a Clippers player. It's in on goal. Panette knocks it behind the cage. And that's center ice taken back by the Clippers. They'll fire it to the offensive zone. You get the feeling that Yarmouth to win this game will have to be opportunistic as they have been so far. Roderick drops it off. Here's Oliveira in the corner. Oliveira, a nice move, walks out in front, poked away at the last moment. Excellent work by Owen Ramsey as that diffused a clear cut. Waterville scoring chance. They have another one on a backhand by Jackson Aldrich. That puck just rolled to him behind the defense. And that is off its mooring, 6.55 remaining in the first period. It has been an exciting start here at the Indescoggin Bank all say. Plenty of atmosphere, especially for those singing Yarmouth fans, as their team is the one nothing lead. And even before the uh, power play for Waterville, they were completely controlling the play on the ice. But Yarmouth doing a good job coming back, having three unanswered shots. Face-off tied up. No one's got it won yet. Purple Panthers put it toward the goal. Boldick knocked it there, and it swatted out by... Dan Latham, we didn't want to take any opportunities or chances, but his skate got a little too close to the left post. He knocked it off. It's mooring. We'll do the face off again. I think he's sick of all the offensive pressure he's having to deal with right now. Just keeps kicking the uh, net off its net. Wentworth and Romano on the face off. One back by Wentworth. Panthers take the shot from the point. Chase Wheeler through traffic. But Latham fought that off nicely. Waterville still with offensive pressure. However, they have lost the puck, a big booming check. Aldrich tried to knock down Walter Conrad, and Conrad got the best of that. In fact, Aldrich slow to get off as he heads back to the bench, and he is definitely shaken up. Well, it looked like Aldrich got more of the boards than he did uh, the player skating up the ice, so... Yeah, he, Conrad glanced off and then went very heavily into the board, so we hope Aldrich is okay. Waterville fans certainly do. Aldridge, 40 points on the season, including a goal against Veselonski in the regional finals. So we'll keep an eye on number 11 out there in the purple and white. See if he comes back out there. He's on the bench right now behind the bench. Looks like they're trying to take care of his shoulder. Purple Panthers, Dennis with the puck, drops it back to the point for Rodrigue on the far side. Jolliker on the near side at the point, holding, shoots. That deflected off the leg of Cooper May for Yarmouth. Waterville tried to feed it out in front, and again, it's been one-way traffic in the offensive zone, but no real serious scoring chances, mostly for the Purple Panthers yet. Oliveira behind the goal, tried to wrap it around in front, it was knocked away at the point, slap shot coming, it deflected, sitting loose there in the slot, and cleared down the ice by the Clippers. A lot of pressure, though, for the Purple Panthers, they're down 1-0, but you have to wonder how much longer the Clippers can sustain this much pressure in their defensive zone. That's one of the good things about the Clippers placing men in front of their goaltender is they have the opportunity to block shots that get close to going in, but you also do screen your goaltender. So if you have too many people in front of your own goaltender, you give more opportunity for the Waterville team to have different scoring chances and spread across the ice. Face off one by the Purple Panthers with a pass in the defense with both players. Joliker has to go back and play in front of Noah Gronder to bump Joliker. He's got the puck still behind the goal line. Joliker still battling Ronner, who's a pass back there. He'll go far side to Roderick. Trying to lay it up for Oliveira. Intercepted, though, by Bill Jacobs of Yarmouth. Dumped down the ice. And this will be an icing on the Clippers. 5.26 remaining in the first period. 
Patrick Grant's shorthanded tally, the only goal so far. Yarmouth with a one nothing lead. Well, it looks like Aldrich is coming back out on the ice. He looked pretty shaken up, but here he is skating. And he's a player you don't want to lose, having scored about 40 points on this season so far. He's out there. He didn't look 100% coming back out there, but he'll get it out as much as he possibly can. He's definitely in pain out there as he skates toward the puck. Back up ice. Cooper May with it, trying to walk by Wheeler. Wheeler would let him blue line, and Yarmouth can't get into the offensive zone. Aldrich digging for this. He was checked. Clippers on the puck, back in the defensive zone, middle of the ice. It's knocked off Romano's stick. Waterville comes back to play it. Michael Boldick tried to go cross ice, knocked down by Grant, the goal scorer. Now Wentworth at the center red line, fires into the offensive zone for Waterville. Aldridge giving chase, got there on the back end. Boldick behind the goal, the puck bounced away from him. Now Aldridge is definitely not 100%. He'll go for it behind the goal, though Aldridge with it. Left to Wentworth, back near side to Jackson Aldridge again. And a man at the point, that's Wheeler. Wheeler trying to go behind the goal and does. All the way in the far side corner, Wentworth with it now. His pass, Aldrich has it. Down low it goes, they'll dig at it. Boldick almost had himself a free opportunity. Kept in, here's Wentworth again. The face-off circle, a backhand shot off the outside of the post. And he tried to beat Latham in the second attempt and was foiled by the sophomore netminder. Net once again off its moorings. The face-off in the offensive zone for Waterville. The puck has been there all afternoon so far. Except for the shorthanded two-on-one breakaway cashed in by the Clippers. That's why they have the one-nothing lead. Baseball will be to Latham's right. Jacob set to take it against Nick Dennis, or Winslow Black Raider. And Yarmouth has the puck. Conrad around the boards. Kept in by Rodrigue. Rodrigue lost it. Clippers can't get it by him on the half wall, though. Another opportunity for Morrill, and Morrill still is foiled by Rodrigue. Rodrigue skating in the middle of the ice. Freeze up a shot. That was a wrister. Kicked out. Beautiful save by Latham. Shot from the point. Knocked down. Ellerin behind the goal. Trying to feed it in front. And Yarmouth no choice. They have to ice the puck. Constant pressure by the Waterville Purple Panthers. They are pounding on the door. But it's still been barred by Dan Latham. He's allowed nothing yet. A great goaltending by the Yarmouth goaltender. Even though there was traffic and he couldn't really see through it, he still managed to find the puck and kick his uh, left pad out to keep it out of the net. Jacobs and Dennis on the faceoff. In the offensive zone, one by Dennis and the Purple Panthers. Roderick takes the shot. Stick save made by Latham. That point blast came in down low. Ellerin trying to self-pass off the backboards. Conrad will fire it. To the blue line and not out. Yes, it is finally on the backhand by Grondon, but he had to give possession away to Jolikar. He gets it right back into the offensive zone for the Purple Panthers. Grondon near side had it stolen away. Waterville very quick to the puck. They haven't given Yarmouth any chance to breathe. Now on the near side, onside is Dennis trying to split the defense and reaching in to knock it away is Morrill. His second fine defensive play taking one away from the Purple Panthers and a skater who thought he had an opportunity. Now Gronin to steal the blue one. He scores! It seemed like a harmless floater. He sent it toward the net. Panette lost sight of it. It's 2-0 Clippers. They have struck twice in the first period. Well, as a goaltender, sometimes it's hard to track where the puck is going, and that puck was acted a little bit like a curveball with the way that it just went up towards the right side, and Panette had no clue where it was going. And a lot of times, when you get a puck that is shot so fast at you, you don't, you don't expect to have a little bit of a floater. So I think it was just out of position for that play. But now it's 2-0 Yarmouth. 
and they have been down on shots. They have four shots compared to Waterville's eight. That one taken just in front of the blue line. Rod had made the steal, took it away from one of the Waterville defensemen, and just put it toward the goal. Sometimes you chuck and pray, and that's what Grondin did. Prayer answered as it beat Panets. It was upstairs, glove side, 2-0 Yarmouth. Well, Waterville fans can remind themselves this is the way it went at the Travis Roy Arena back in January. Clippers, though, not done. Looking for more onside. Grant, his shots deflected wide of the goal. He collapses into the net. Both are fine and both back up. Decent opportunity by the Clippers. They've kept it in the offensive zone for the moment. Waterville gets it out over on the far side. Jackson Aldrich. Aldrich has a man Wentworth. He's the slapper up. Save made by Latham up high. And he dives back down on his back to keep out the second effort. Roderick kept it in at the blue line. Roderick trying to make a play. Down low. Put it in front. They score! Michael Bolnick brought it back for the Purple Panthers. It's 2-1. Fantastic play right there. Waterville adapted to the defense that Yarmouth was playing, and they spread their players out. Had one on the left, one on the right. Bolvik there to get the tape-to-tape pass and shove it right in the open net. This is the exact type of play with two minutes left in the period that Waterville had to come out and perform. Roderick made a magnificent play from the blue line, skating in and drawing the defense. He had three Yarmouth players right next to him, for making that pass to Michael Bolduc, who tapped it into the empty cage. Rondon fires a shot up high. Loved out of the air by Panette. He'll hold on to that. 2.09 to go. Shots. 10-5, favoring the Purple Panthers, but they've scored their first one. The Bolduc tally has cut the gap in half. It's 2-1 Yarmouth. Waterville wins the faceoff in the defensive zone. Dennis brought it back from Jacobs. Icing waved off in the offensive zone. Oliveira got to the blue line. Oliveira still with it. Now at the half wall, Oliveira took it away from Cody Feller and left there for Jolicoeur. Jolicoeur lost it, knocked down the ice. Grondin doesn't see it. He does now, though, turning on the Jets. Onside of the blue line, Grondin, a shot knocked away by Roderick, who got back in the play, but a heavy carom knocked it right out in front. Now Romano trying to go behind the goal for a wraparound. It was kicked out of there. Second chance on the wrist shot. That saved as well by Panette. Excellent work and blazing turbo wheels from Chris Romano. Really got the speed going in the offensive zone as he went behind the cage and swung back out in front. Well, Waterville's Rodrigue made a good initial back check on that play. Yarmouth could have had an opportunity to score a goal there, but he came back as fast as he could, but Yarmouth still putting those wheels on. Double Panthers off the faceoff. Here comes Bolduc, the goal scorer, one on two. Bolduc trying to go through the legs of Conrad. Conrad rubbed him out. Conrad battling, fires the buck to the near side to Cooper May. May for the Clippers. Sends the puck down the ice, off the wall. Went down to Zach Smith, and Smith got it back out of the zone. Smith and Wheeler defensive pair. It's Wheeler with it now. All far side, Smith off the boards. Wentworth kicked at it. Yarmouth fires it right back in as we're under a minute to go in the first period. At center ice, right up the middle. Here comes Justin Wentworth. Wentworth a shot, knocked down, and cleared by the Yarmouth defense. Rodrigue, now it was Jolicoeur. Jolicoeur on the far side. Aldrich, in a battle of 11s out there with Owen Ramsey, and Ramsey did get the clear, but it's a glove pass, and the faceoff will take place right outside the Waterville offensive zone. 2-1 the score, Yarmouth with a lead, 41 seconds to go in the first period. 
Walsh not taking as long of shifts as he was in the beginning of the period due to that hit that he uh, ran into the boards. May have hurt his upper body towards the left, maybe a shoulder. Faceoff was in the offensive zone, won by the Purple Panthers. Oliveira in the corner, trying to feed that in front to Dennis. It was broken up. Oliveira again in the corner, though, as Dennis is out in front, really trying to get some space out there. Pass to find it. They did get it there, and Dennis deflected it through his legs as he and Conrad have had an epic battle so far. Kept in by Peller, and it's poked away from him, and Joe Truesdale gets it out. 15 seconds left in the period. Joliker on the far wall. It's given away in the offensive zone for Yarmouth. Jacobs in front, a low shot, and dropping down and snaring that with a glove was Nathan Panette. He'll hold on. Seems like he's recovered from the goal he'd like to have back, the Grondon tally. The second one that Yama scored. Yeah, he was in much better position for that shot, even when it was low, and you can't predict the shot going high or low, but he managed to uh, catch that with only six seconds remaining. Buck on the wall, knocked in front, and the Purple Panthers will get it down the ice, and that will do it on period number one. Now, just like they did... In the regular season matchup down in Yarmouth in the Travis Roy Arena, the Purple Panthers allowed the first two goals. They did not wait to the second to reply, though. They got the goal from Michael Bolduc to bring him back. 2-1 the scoreline after one period. But uh, you wouldn't know it by looking at the scoreline how much control Waterville had. The bulk of period number one as far as puck possession and time in the offensive zone. And Waterville really had to, or actually Yarmouth had to adapt to that. It was 3 to nothing on shots, and then Yarmouth came back and had two more shots to make it 3-2. And then Waterville ran away with it again. Got 10 shots, but Yarmouth doing a good job adapting to their offensive pressure and creating some of their own. So now shots are 10-8, to eight, and this is a pretty even offensive game. It's going to be which goaltender can, goal can step up and play a really aggressive style of goaltender. We'll recap all the scoring, get to the stats for period number one right after this. Yarmouth of the lead, 2-1 over Waterville. We're after one beard in the Class B Championship. You're listening on AM 780-1450. Talk for me. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759 or check Check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. The Black Diamond Steakhouse in Bethel is now open at 4 p.m. seven days a week. You can also visit their bar upstairs if you just want a quick drink or a draft beer. They specialize in the finest hand-cut certified Angus beef aged steaks and fresh Maine seafood. In addition to traditional cuts of steak, their menu offers a wide variety of mouth-watering burgers, chicken entrees, pasta dishes, and hearty salads. Book your spring and summer events now. Visit them online at Black BlackDiamondSteakhouse.com. The Black Diamond Steakhouse, certified Angus beef. Huge news, homemade donuts are now available at the Sunday River Brew Pub. Homemade right in your backyard. You can even get them at the Black Diamond Steakhouse. Homemade donuts, get them while they're hot at the Sunday River Brew Pub. 29 Sunday River Road in Bethel. Over eight years, Obama fundamentally transformed America. He's handpicked Hillary to uphold his liberal legacy. And she will, unless someone can stop them. If you're looking for the Republican candidate who is the most steadfastly opposed to liberalism, whose agenda is oriented toward defeating it, it's Ted Cruz. Rush is right. It's Ted Cruz. Cruz defended the Constitution and held Republicans and Democrats accountable for allowing Obama's executive 
executive amnesty. He led the charge against Obamacare, taking on politicians who give perks to themselves on the taxpayer's dime. Hillary Clinton embodies the cronyism of Washington. And I'll give you an example of that, which is the congressional exemption from Obamacare, which is fundamentally wrong. If I'm elected president, I will veto any statute that exempts members of Congress. The law should apply evenly to every American. Ted Cruz for president. I'm Ted Cruz, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cruz for president. At Central Maine Motors Auto Group, used has a whole new meaning. Save thousands with factory-backed, certified used. Or browse our huge selection of late-model pre-owned cars and trucks. Everyone must meet our exacting standards before we put it on one of our lots. So you know you can get a great deal on a vehicle you know you can depend on. The right vehicle, the right price, and the best in service. From Central Maine Motors Auto Group, where used has a whole new meaning, and cars and trucks always cost you less. Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m., and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. Away, experience in motion. Hello, I'm Ivanka Trump. When I was a young girl, my father, Donald Trump, always told me that I could do anything that I set my mind to if I coupled vision with determination and hard work. He meant it. I consider myself fortunate to have learned from the best, both as an entrepreneur and, most importantly, a parent. My father is a man who is deeply grounded in tradition. He raised my siblings and me to work hard and strive for excellence in all that we do. He taught us that to inspire and gain respect in life and in business, you have to earn it. He has done just that over decades and achieved success at the highest level across multiple industries. He has employed tens of thousands of people and inspired them to achieve great things. Countless times I've watched my dad make deals that seemed impossible to get done. As president, my father will keep his word. He'll never quit fighting for this country and its future, and he will make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. Isn't it great to know that when you walk in the door to your local Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on quality products and friendly service. Napa people have the knowledge, the resources, and the inventory to get you the parts you need fast and the experience to get it right the first time. So the next time you have a question about anything automotive, stop by Napa and let them show you how Napa know-how can work for you. Faster than you can say, Napa know-how. All aboard, MBR.org. Place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team page. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Contest the Waterville Purple Panthers and Yarmouth Clippers for the Class B State Championship 2-1 after one period. Yarmouth in the lead. Let's recap the goal scoring. 6-15 in. Waterville on a power play. Things looking good for the Purple Panthers, but it was the Clippers who scored first. A two-on-one. Bat to Grant coming down the ice with Walter Conrad. 
An excellent two-on-one passing. Conrad finding Grant, who had the empty cage to tap it in. That shorthanded tally made it one nothing. Good answer from the Waterville Purple Panthers. They had strong possession once again. Didn't make any difference. Noah Gronin, the senior opportunistic, has his second goal in just as many playoff games. That time just risking it at the cage. And found a way over the glove of Waterville goaltender Nathan Panetta. An unassisted tally, 11.55. And even strength made it 2-0. Purple Panthers came right back less than a minute later, though. A play set up by the defenseman Andrew Rodriguez, the junior captain, moving through the defense in the offensive zone, slicing right through Clippers, and he found a wide-open Michael Boldick. The junior had a tap in at 12.43. That was another even-strength goal, and it made it 2-1 when we stand right now. Waterville had the advantage in shots in period number one, 10-8. Only power play of the game was Waterville's. They failed to score, in fact. That was the one where they gave up the shorthanded tally to Grant. But if you're a Waterville Purple Panther fan, I would think you're probably not too nervous at this point, down just one goal, given the way that Waterville has had the bulk of the possession and time in the offensive zone. And that's one of the things that uh, is so great for this Waterville team is that they have fours that can make defensive-minded as well. And Waterville has not been able to adapt to that style of hockey right now in this game because Yarmouth, has been able to poke, check the puck away from them and have heavy sticks onto the ground and then get, get breakaway opportunities, two-on-one opportunities, which allowed them to go up two-to-one in this game so far. So Waterville right now, the coach is probably telling them, all right, you guys have to spread out, but think defensive-minded as well. If they're playing defensively, we have to as well. One thing when you have a, a blue liner who scores as much as Andrew Rodriguez, sometimes his point does get left open, but he's done well coming back to play defense when the time has come. I've been impressed, though, by Yarmouth. A lot of senior leaders on this team, and uh, you have a big game. You see guys who are senior leaders stepping up, like Patrick Grant, like Noah Grondon. They have had uh, very few opportunities in the offensive zone, but they cash them both in, both from seniors, and I don't think that's a coincidence at all with this Yarmouth team and the leadership they have. And they're guys that have had uh, really locked and loaded in their mind this game, ever since losing the semifinals to Gorham last year, 3-2 in overtime. The Rams went on to win Southern Maine or Western Maine at the time in Class B. They wanted to be here, and it's been a team that's been on a mission and so far so good as far as the scoreboard's concerned. You have to give a lot of credit to Jackson Aldrich as well. He's just a junior for this uh, Waterville team, and he managed to run into the boards, maybe hurt his upper body a bit. We're not exactly sure what he potentially injured, but it could have been a shoulder, and he's a 40-point scorer in this league. And you don't want him to be out, but he still goes out there and uh, plays his hardest. And he's still in this game. We'll see if he comes out in the second period to play. But so far, he's been great. Aldrich, one of the guys who was a link to the last Waterville State Championship team. His brother Eric played on the 2009 team that knocked off St. Dom's right here in 2009 for a Class A State Championship. The 20th overall championship won by Waterville. They're actually playing to be number two overall in state championships. They're tied right now with Lewiston. If they do win this game, they might not be tied very long, given that the uh, Blue Devils play tonight. But either way, Waterville would love their 21st championship. Yarmouth, not quite so many. They've done very well in their history. They're playing for their eighth total championship here this afternoon. Their last one was back in 2002. And it's the Clippers that have the 2-1 lead after one period. Nick and I back at Coliseum to bring you period number two. Right after this, you're listening to the Class B State Championship at AM 780, 1450. Talk for me. Over eight years, Obama fundamentally transformed America. He's handpicked Hillary to uphold his liberal legacy. And she will, unless someone can stop them. If you're looking for the Republican candidate who is the most steadfastly opposed to liberalism, whose agenda 
is oriented toward defeating it. It's Ted Cruz. Rush is right. It's Ted Cruz. Cruz defended the Constitution and held Republicans and Democrats accountable for allowing Obama's executive amnesty. He led the charge against Obamacare, taking on politicians who give perks to themselves on the taxpayer's dime. Hillary Clinton embodies the cronyism of Washington. And I'll give you an example of that, which is the congressional exemption from Obamacare, which is fundamentally wrong. If I'm elected president, I will veto any statute that exempts members of Congress. The law should apply evenly to every American. Ted Cruz for president. I'm Ted Cruz, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cruz for president. The Black Diamond Steakhouse in Bethel is now open at 4 p.m. seven days a week. You can also visit their bar upstairs if you just want a quick drink or a draft beer. They specialize in the finest hand-cut certified Angus beef aged steaks and fresh Maine seafood. In addition to traditional cuts of steak, their menu offers a wide variety of mouth-watering burgers, chicken entrees, pasta dishes, and hearty salads. Book your spring and summer events now. Visit them online at blackdiamondsteakhouse.com. The Black Diamond Steakhouse, certified Angus beef. Huge news, homemade donuts are now available at the Sunday River Brew Pub. Homemade right in your backyard. You can even get them at the Black Diamond Steakhouse. Homemade donuts. Get them while they're hot at the Sunday River Brew Pub. 29 Sunday River Road in Bethel. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759 or check them out online, Maine Athletic Fundraising.com. At Central Maine Motors Auto Group, used has a whole new meaning. Save thousands with factory-backed, certified used. Or browse our huge selection of late-model pre-owned cars and trucks. Everyone must meet our exacting standards before we put it on one of our lots. So you know you can get a great deal on a vehicle you know you can depend on. The right vehicle, the right price, and the best in service. From Central Maine Motors Auto Group, where used has a whole new meaning, and cars and trucks always cost you less. Rob Kennedy, Nick going back with you in Lewiston. 2-1 the score. Both teams back on the ice. Want to congratulate the Greeley Rangers, Coach Barry Motors' team. Class B South Sportsmanship Award winners this year. Rare to see the Rangers not in the playoff chase. First time in a while that's been the uh, case for that very good program. A rebuilding year for Coach, but an award they can take home to Cumberland Center. Sportsmanship Award winners for 2016. Uh, they did not uh, announce the B North winners. I guess that'll be done, I would think, in the second intermission here this afternoon at the Anastogan Bank Coliseum. Purple Panthers will be defending the goal to our right and skating from right to left. They have the home white shirts, purple sleeves, black shorts, and white numbers. The Armouth Clippers defending the goal down to our left. That's where Dan Latham stands right now. They'll be attacking from left to right. The road uniforms are navy blue, navy blue numbers, the white stripe in the middle. And we are underway. Puck is down. Bellerin won the faceoff back for Romano, but the Clippers have the puck. They will try to come near side. Intercepted by Dennis, though, and Dennis will swat it off Romano into the offensive zone. Bellerin now had it poked away. Good work by Owen Ramsey with a long stick. Panthers dig at it, though. Bellerin almost got the puck back. Yarmouth will get it to the blue line and out. 
May had it stolen from him. Here's Rodrigue on side of the blue line. Knocked away, but kept in by Oliveira. Now in front, Dennis goes behind the goal. Had to get away from Conrad. Conrad saved the scoring opportunity once again. Now back up the ice. Here comes Cooper May for the Clippers, shaking off a check from Bellerin. Joliker behind the goal, sends it around to the far side. He had a bump there, too. Romano let the puck go back to Grant, one of the two goal scorers for the Clippers. Puck went through Owen Ramsey. Dennis gets to it, slaps the shot wide of the goal, just behind the cage from a tough angle. Would have been tough to put that on goal. He came close and couldn't quite do it. Now down low again. Dennis trying to walk in front. He was bumped down from behind. Owen Ramsey got there. He got a pretty good body check on Dennis to make sure he couldn't get the shot away. Those two still tied up and still won't let each other go. Play continues, however. Here's Pellerin trying to go behind the goal to Dennis as he's separated now from the defenseman Owen Ramsey. The puck cleared all the way back down to the Purple Panthers defensive zone. Joel Kerr got to the center red line, dumps it ahead to avoid the icing. Yarmouth got there first and cleared all the way down the ice. No icing as two Clippers are back. Waterville has to get back in. Centering Bass was knocked away as they did have a man set up in front, but that centering Bass bound for Truesdale deflected out of his reach. Roderick behind the goal, has some space on the near side. His pass to Alders, bumped away from him, but Wentworth will get that down the ice. A rolling puck, and even though the first one there was Michael Boldick for Waterville, it's an icing. Doesn't make any difference in high school, in college, or in the pros. That would have been uh, whistled to continue. Or actually, no whistle would have happened. They would have allowed to continue, but not in high school. Yeah, I love the hybrid icing. I wish the high school would use it. It lets the game get back a little faster with less whistles. But Safety concern. They want to err on the side of caution, I suppose. Truesdale right. tries to put that in front. He did have Grand in there. It was knocked away. Another opportunity, though, at the point. Digging for that was Bill Jacobs, who had retreated a bit as he thought the Purple Panthers would get the puck and get out of the zone. They didn't. He had a scoring chance. Hart's pass intercepted. Comes right back, though. Here comes Wentworth down the ice. Two on two, they come. Wentworth goes to the outside, trying to put it in front to Boldick again, and that was broken up. Boldick was all by himself on the right side. May have had another tap, and if that puck got to him. Hart's out there. Looks like he's taking Aldridge's shift on this wing, at least this time. We'll see if that becomes more of a storyline. Rondon gets it out. Here comes Truesdale. Two-on-one developing for the Clippers. Truesdale puts a shot on goal. Saved easily by Panette. Knocked to the near side. Now with a little more puck possession here in the second period. Conrad knocks into the offensive zone. They didn't touch anybody, though. It's an icing in the faceoff down. It'll be to the right of goaltender Dan Latham. Even in that opportunity there, and even considering the fact that Yarmouth did get a shot on goal, they still had three or four scoring opportunities, but they need to keep their stick onto the ice because a lot of the pucks skipped over their stick or under it. So if you're in the offensive zone, you need to keep your stick down to get those scoring opportunities. Dennis won the faceoff back to the Purple Panthers. At the point, it's Andrew Roderick. Roderick skating near side, now left side, faceoff circle. Drop that back off to Michael Oliveira. Oliveira skating back to the blue line. Return pass went by Rodrigue back behind the goal out of Dennis's reach. Knocked around the boards on the near side. Grant will lift that down the ice. The good foot race going on, but Joliker gets there in front of Yarmouth Cooper May. Joliker over to the far side. Pellerin's waiting there, but he's tied up with Chris Romano for the Clippers. Romano doing good work there, trying to keep Pellerin at bay, and he's done so for now. Puck's frozen between the two of them. Now it's kicked free, and Joliker has it for Waterville. 
He'll send it around near side. Only Purple Panthers there. Dennis, though, had that get away from him. Now May with it. Drops it back off at the point. May in the corner. Looking for somewhere in front to pass to Romano's there, but he's tied up by two Panthers. Now it's Ramsey in for the point. His wrist shot wide of the goal. Now back up ice. The long pass to Oliveira. Two Clippers back. Oliveira trying to split both of them. Couldn't do it. But here comes Dennis. A backhand shot wide of the goal. Dennis showed up. A two-on-two opportunity. At the point, Roderick explores options. Takes the slap shot through traffic. And that's knocked up off the glass and stays in play. Pellerin kept it in. Now it's Oliveira in the corner trying to go behind the goal. He's checked, throws it in the front of the net. There's nobody home, and the puck goes all the way back down into the Waterville defensive zone. Waterville working really hard to get that game-tying goal here, and they keep getting all of this time on attack. Opportunity here. It's Rodrigue. It's knocked to the corner, though. Behind the goal. Knocked there by Boldick. Past Jackson Aldrich. He's back out taking his regular shift. Andrew Rodrigue has it knocked away back in the play as he's checked by the ever-present Walter Conrad. Still, though, Waterville's Wentworth. He's in the corner by himself for now. Back to Rodrigue at the point. He'll go D-D-D. That was a but it's not. It's Zach Smith out there, number 12. Smith sends it behind the goal. Aldrich is there and knocks it down as the Yarmouth player tried to free it up. Now into the slot it goes. Bouncing puck. Boldick couldn't contain that. It's shot by Smith right into the leg of his numerical counterpart, Noah Grondon. Rondon felled by that, but made a strong defensive play to deny the shooting chance. He played 5-15, period number two. No goals here in the second period. Wentworth will try to change that. Here he comes. Wentworth onside of the blue line of the offensive zone, trying to make a move around a defender, and it wouldn't work. Stepping there was Conrad again. Now back the other way. May trying to race to the puck and get there in front of Zach Smith, and Smith did just enough to keep May, the sophomore, at bay. Behind the goal, Walter Conrad, watched by Dennis, who was really staring him down. Yarmouth trying to clear, and a huge hit put on. That was Cody Peller, who absolutely banjacks the Yarmouth player, Patrick Grant. We have a penalty coming up. High sticking will be the call. And it's going to be Pellerin who goes. I'm not sure it was the initial hit or it was something that came after that. Pellerin sits, and Yarmouth, who's got a very good power play on their own right, will get their opportunity to show it off for the first time this afternoon. A great opportunity indeed for this Yarmouth team. This is the first time they've been on the power play, and they have an opportunity to score a goal here and go up 3-1 in the score. Let's see if they try to take advantage, but this will likely be the most pressure they've had all game. Waterville gave up a short-handed tally. Would love to have one here to tie the game. Easier said than done as Grant back to the point. Here's Conrad, a bouncing puck just in front of the blue line on the near side. Tried to send that behind the goal. Romano in the corner, down low to Grant, who has one already. Got it in front. And there's the best save of the game so far by Nathan Panette. As Panette skated up to the top of the blue paint to rob the scoring opportunity by Bill Jacobs, who let Arista go. He caught it, didn't allow a rebound. Jacobs just delayed just a little bit, which allowed Panette to skate to the left side of the post. Oliveira won the faceoff back for the Purple Panthers. Yarmatho with it, and a wrist shot. That goes up behind the cage, stays in play, though, as that was taken by Romano. Bouncing puck near the front of the cage. Romano's at it again, trying to put it in front. It was knocked down by Rodrigue, and Rodrigue, the junior captain, clears it all the way down the ice. But you were right. Good early pressure on this power play for the Clippers, looking to restore their two-goal advantage. Now on that far side. Yarmouth with the puck into the offensive zone. That's Grant. 
Grant centers it in front. Nobody there. Rodri got it to the blue line, but Conrad's kept it in. May on the far side. May a shot. That was deflected up and out of play by Patrick Grant, who was in the perfect position just to the top of the crease. He got the deflection on it, but couldn't find the target. Well, good passes for this Yarmouth team so far. They're able to pass up to their defensemen, which gives them space as a player comes and tries to attack that defenseman, and it leaves the forwards down by the goal. Open opportunity to shoot at the goal net. Jacobs won the faceoff from Waterville's Justin Wentworth, but it came all the way back down to the defensive zone. Yarmouth has to start it up again. Intercepted by Wentworth. Short-handed opportunity here for him. He's by himself with... Three different defenders still got a shot away and forced a save out of Dan Latham. It was a low percentage shot, but what the heck said Wentworth? Seen them go in before. Now back on the near side, May. 28 seconds left on the power play. May chopped out from behind, got it anyway, and another save by Panette. Looks like a great defensive play by Bolden because he chopped it away from May, but somehow it came back to him. Panette the save, and it's cleared down the ice. 15 seconds remaining on the high-sticking minor to Cody Pellerin. Wentworth behind the goal, kills some more time. Purple Panthers have hemmed in the Clippers into their defensive zone, and that'll just about do it for the power play. Pellerin standing up, the door's open, he's out. Grant, though, tried to split the defense, couldn't do so with Joel Kerr and Roderick both there, but Grant's still with it. Put to the front, Truesdale on the deflection, couldn't get it on next. Yarmouth looks energized here by the lead and that power play chance. They didn't score, but they certainly made the Purple Panthers nervous. Now Truesdale onside, backhands that toward the goal. And Panette will hold on to this. We owe you a station break. Why don't we take it right now? Is It's 2-1 here, Yarmouth over Waterville. AM 780 WTME Rumford. AM 1450 WKTQ South Paris. Face off in the offensive zone for the Clippers. It's to the right of goaltender Nathan Panette. Yarmouth wins it. Ramsey. And it knocked away. That pass was bound for him, so he'll go back and play it with Nick Dennis right there. Bellerin kept it in at the point with the puck now skating away. Had a man on the far side as he tried to find Oliveira. Poked out of there by one of the Yarmouth defensive players. Didn't see which one. Ramsey has it now. His pass intercepted by Dennis at the blue line. He'll feed it back to Chase Wheeler. Wheeler and Smith the pairing for Dennis Martin. Out there for Waterville. Dennis has a go by him. Ramsey got it right back up to center ice. Carried ahead by Smith, and he backhands that out of play. The entry pass. He was trying to dump it off the glass and play a jump and chase. Instead, it's dumping face off to neutral ice with 6.07 to go. It's been a scoreless second period, still 2 1 Clippers. And Yar Yarmouth's goaltender, Latham, has had a pretty quiet time so far with. Six minutes, seven seconds remaining in this period. That power play really helped Yarmouth get a lot of offensive chances. Now they lead in the shot total, 14 to 12. 6-2 this period. The Clippers have erased that disadvantage. They were down 8-3 at one point. 11-4 since then. If you look at the goaltender for Waterville, Panette, he's doing a really good job coming back from that second goal that Yarmouth scored. He didn't react fast enough, and it went right over the top right corner, but now he's reacting much faster, skating across the crease and stopping those pucks. I'm very impressed how he shook off that goal because it's certainly one that is uncharacteristic for him to give up. But he's been very good since. At the blue line, Rodriguez kept this in. Rodriguez on the half wall, skating behind the goal. Rodriguez still with it in front. Fires a wrist shot, and that was why the goal. He had Dennis standing right there. Oliveira behind the goal to Dennis. Dennis has it knocked away, and once again, it's very hard getting by Walter Conrad. 
Wonderful's really trying to walk by him, and it hasn't worked. Joel Kerr, his shot wide of the cage over near side. It's Roderick. Shot knocked down that time by Truesdale. The Clippers get it out. For all the offensive zone possession that the Purple Panthers have had, you're right, just 12 shots so far. Think maybe they're guilty of looking for that one perfect, perfect pass. That may be exactly what it is, but Yarmouth does a good job blocking shots in front of the goal as well, so it's a combination of both, absolutely. Roderick making a nifty move with the blue line. Got in, and a dangerous shot fought off by Latham. He's been the most dangerous man so far for Waterville, Andrew Roderick. And the Clippers ice it with 4.52 to go. Still that 2-1 scoreline and what's become a heavyweight fight in the Class B State Championship game here in Lewiston today. Well, going back to that theory that they, uh, the Waterville Panthers may be looking for that perfect shot. The problem with that is Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You need to put every single puck off the tape and towards the goal. Wheeler tried that time off the faceoff when it was wide of the goal. Now with it hard back to the point. That shot taken by Zach Smith. It was blocked. The Clippers have cleared it. May on that far side, trying to get into the offensive zone. His route was cut off. Wentworth tried to go for a skate with it for the Purple Panthers. It was stolen from him, and Waterville will skate it back up ice. Smith gets into the offensive zone. Bolden giving chase. He has the Waterville goal. Dealman behind the goal had it taken away. Purple Panthers can't get possession of the offensive zone quite yet. They do keep it in, though, for a moment until it was cleared back down the ice by Owen Ramsey. Wheeler for Waterville, 4.05 to go in the second period. Still 2-1 the score. Clippers in front. They have to vacate the zone as they were offside. Out of the near side, Hart. Hart knocked that ahead. He's chasing with Ramsey who beat him to it. Ramsey near side, almost given away a dangerous pass just out of all of Aaron's reach. Roderick tried to make a move at neutral ice. It was stolen by Grant from him. Shot comes in, taken by Romano. Fought off by Panetti. Knocked it away a little bit too far in front of him for comfort. He came out, made the stop, covered it up for the faceoff with 3.40 to go. That draw will be in the Waterville defensive zone to the goaltender's left. Well, good goaltending by Pinnett. Don't allow any other scoring opportunities. You might as well ice the puck, especially considering Waterville has had the edge on the faceoffs so far in this game. Jacobs won the faceoff for Yarmouth. Back behind the goal it goes. Matt Jolica races for this with Grondon. He's got the go-ahead goal. Second one by the Clippers. Back at the 11.55 mark of the first period. Waterville. Still looking to answer back and tie it up. It won't be now, though, as a pass given away to Conrad. Knocked away for him by Pellerin, but Conrad's right back on him. The Yarmouth captain will get it over near side. Truesdale had it stolen from him by Roderick. Roderick shoved into the bench area by Bill Jacobs and a good clean check. Back to Grondon, but he couldn't get by Matt Jolicoeur. Now at neutral, I saw Oliveira tried to drag it behind a couple of players. That didn't work. Oliveira behind the bench now, or in front of the bench, I should say. Had the puck for a moment. It was fired into the offensive zone by the Purple Panthers. Having a hard time getting that possession in the offensive zone now, but they do have it here. Roderick rubbing it off near side to Peller and a shot through traffic. And a flexion waving at that was Oliveira. Couldn't quite get the lumber on the puck. And it dies in Dan Latham's glove. That would have been a great opportunity for Waterville with Oliveira, who was in perfect position to tip that puck, hopefully get it down right corner past the goaltender, but he just couldn't get it on the wood. Yarmouth with a face-off win. Here comes Cooper May. He's got goals in both playoff contests in the regional game. Semifinals against Kennebunk in the finals. 
against Gardner. That time a shot foiled by Panets. In the corner, though. Now it comes free. May behind the goal. Has to beat Zach Smith and did. May reverses direction. Now two players there as Wentworth's there to help out for Waterville. He'll send it to the boys on the near side. Boldick at the half wall. Wentworth couldn't get it out. Waterville tries and does clear this time. This will be an icing. And the Yarmouth Clippers fan base that has been loud the entire time seems to be growing in confidence as this game goes along, much like their team on the ice. Yeah, well, Yarmouth, after being down 8-3 to three in shots in the first period, they're back at it, 16-3 to three leading. So they've done a great job adjusting. So good job to the coach as well for giving them this opportunity. Purple Panthers were dominant territorial in the first half, uh, period rather. It has not been this way in the second period. Whatever the coach said in the locker room seems to be working. Cooper made a grant. Grant was on his backhand and couldn't pick it up between the circles. The Purple Panthers have. Rodriguez just looking to get untracked, and that time Conrad wouldn't let him, and a good clean check. Conrad onside, takes the shot. It was a dangerous one. The Panette, in excellent position, holds on to it, and bodies collide in the crease. And that'll get the noise level up here at the Interscoggin Bank Coliseum. Excellent opportunity there by Conrad. He had a one-hand deke there, just poked the puck and created space between him and the defenseman with his left hand. Had space towards the right and took a slap shot on the goaltender. Nothing came of it as he shot it right into the pads, but the fans definitely loved the aggressive style. One thing came of it. It's a penalty to uh, Waterville as Nick Dennis has just gone to the box. And he may have gone by himself. It looks like he has. It's a power play for Yarmouth. Their first one this period looked very good. Didn't end up with a goal. But they threatened. They have another opportunity in the waning moments of this second period. Face-off win for the Clippers. They have the buck. Romano, just north of that face-off circle. Back to Conrad. His shot knocked down by Jacobs. Put it toward the goal. Gloved out of there, though, by Panette. And the Purple Panthers get it down the ice. Well, Dennis gets put in the box for retaliation. He wasn't very happy about Yarmouth's strong stick and uh, chasing right after the goaltender. they got to play discipline, especially in the state championship game. Aaron has just equalized and made that up, I think, unless they're calling him for a slash. And they are. They're calling the Waterville player on that. Looks like he had drawn a penalty with Walter Conrad, but instead, Cody Pellerin's gone to the box. It's a five-on-three for 91 seconds. And Yarmouth, who has controlled the puck for the majority of this period, now gets a five-on-three opportunity. And they're also leading in the shot total, 18 to 13. So you got to think that uh, they're going to get the edge with only one minute, nine seconds remaining, see if they can score a goal to go up three to one. It's the pivotal time in this contest. Purple Panthers have to survive the next 69 seconds without giving up the goal and get to the locker room. Down just one. Face-off win by the Clippers. Shot taken by Jacobs, deflected wide. Five on three for Yarmouth. Under one minute to go in the second period. Clippers with that lead. Shot from the point is an easy one, too, as it was taken by May. Nobody setting the screen in front. Panette had an easy time with it. Conrad wanted it in the near point, and May decided to shoot instead. May's at that point position. Ian Conrad. Grant Romano both out there. Jacobs takes the faceoff, and he won it back. May with 52 seconds. And it was Conrad skating in, deflected just wide on the pass shot as he put it down low. Grant with a second opportunity, and that was foiled by Panette, who has looked very, very good here in period number two. 
Well, good job by their captain, Patrick Grant. It was starting to get a little pushy down there on the ice, and the players are all heated, but he went over to his player, told him to calm down a bit, and uh, here we are with the faceoff. Faceoff controlled by the Purple Panthers, and on the backhand, Joel Akura got it down the ice. Back to play that is Walter Conrad. Return pass. He's over the blue line on the far side. Conrad with it. Five on three. Shot gloved down and cleared back down the ice. 23 seconds left in the five on three in this period, rather. We'll continue into the second, uh, the third period. Shot from outside the blue line by Rodrigue. Easily saved by Latham. 13 seconds to go in the period. One more rush, perhaps, for the Clippers. They'll try it. Onside comes Grant. Put it too close to the goal. Is knocked away. Five seconds, four seconds. Grant with it now on the half wall. Bennett in front. Reaching for Romano. Puts it toward the cage, and that will be it for period number two. So the Purple Panthers have held on. There's still 22 seconds to go on a five-on-three disadvantage for them. And 52 seconds of power play time remaining into that third period. But they do survive a good minute of power play time and a five-on-three disadvantage without conceding what would have been a 3-1 lead had the Clippers been able to score in that last minute. Well, definitely a great job by Waterville, and they did, did a good job blocking shots and clearing the puck a, about three times on that five-on-three opportunity. But if you're Yarmouth, you're feeling pretty good about having a five-on-three opportunity opening up in the third period, especially considering you're leading this game 2-1 to one already. Shots on goal in period number two. The Clippers had 13 for a two-period total of 21. Just four for the Purple Panthers. They have a two-period total of 14. No goals in that second period. 2-1 is still our score. We'll be back to recap this uh, contest so far, as well as talk about what's coming up tonight in the Class A game. That'll be taking place at 6 o'clock right here at the Indiscoggin Bank Call say, And Nick and I will have uh, that for you as we are between periods. This afternoon's game brought to you by Central Maine Auto Group. 2-1, Yarmouth over Waterville in the Class B Championship. You're listening on AM 780-1450. Talk for me. Hello, I'm Ivanka Trump. When I was a young girl, my father, Donald Trump, always told me that I could do anything that I set my mind to if I coupled vision with determination and hard work. He meant it. I consider myself fortunate to have learned from the best, both as an entrepreneur and, most importantly, a parent. My father is a man who is deeply grounded in tradition. He raised my siblings and me to work hard and strive for excellence in all that we do. He taught us that to inspire and gain respect in life and in business, you have to earn it. He has done just that over decades and achieved success at the highest level across multiple industries. He has employed tens of thousands of people and inspired them to achieve great things. Countless times I've watched my dad make deals that seemed impossible to get done. As president, my father will keep his word. He'll never quit fighting for this country and its future, and he will make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Donald J. Trump for President, Inc. Isn't it great to know that when you walk in the door to your local Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on quality products and friendly service. Napa people have the knowledge, the resources, and the inventory to get you the parts you need fast and the experience to get it right the first time. So the next time you have a question about anything automotive, stop by Napa 
and let them show you how Napa know-how can work for you. Faster than you can say, Napa know-how. Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA, experience in motion. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team page. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. Over eight years, Obama fundamentally transformed America. He's handpicked Hillary to uphold his liberal legacy. And she will, unless someone can stop them. If you're looking for the Republican candidate who is the most steadfastly opposed to liberalism, whose agenda is oriented toward defeating it, it's Ted Cruz. Rush is right. It's Ted Cruz. Cruz defended the Constitution and held Republicans and Democrats accountable for allowing Obama's executive amnesty. He led the charge against Obamacare, taking on politicians who give perks to themselves on the taxpayer's dime. Hillary Clinton embodies the cronyism of Washington. And I'll give you an example of that, which is the congressional exemption from Obamacare, which is fundamentally wrong. If I'm elected president, I will veto any statute that exempts members of Congress. The law should apply evenly to every American. Ted Cruz for president. I'm Ted Cruz, and I approve this message. Paid for by Cruz. For president. If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, Maine Athletic fundraising.com. The Black Diamond Steakhouse in Bethel is now open at 4 p.m. seven days a week. You can also visit their bar upstairs if you just want a quick drink or a draft beer. They specialize in the finest hand-cut certified Angus beef aged steaks and fresh Maine seafood. In addition to traditional cuts of steak, their menu offers a wide variety of mouth-watering burgers, chicken entrees, pasta dishes, and hearty salads. Book your spring and summer events now. Visit them online at blackdiamondsteakhouse.com. The Black Diamond Steakhouse, certified Angus Beef. Huge news, homemade donuts are now available at the Sunday River Brew Pub. Homemade right in your backyard. You can even get them at the Black Diamond Steakhouse. Homemade donuts, get them while they're hot at the Sunday River Brew Pub. 29 Sunday River Road in Bethel. At Central Maine Motors Auto Group, used has a whole new meaning. Save thousands with factory-backed, certified used. Or browse our huge selection of late-model pre-owned cars and trucks. Everyone must meet our exacting standards before we put it on one of our lots. So you know you can get a great deal on a vehicle you know you can depend on. The right vehicle, the right price, and the best in service.